Welcome to the Job Shop Show, where we talk with the owners, suppliers, partners, and customers of custom manufacturers. Listen and learn the secrets of top-performing job shops, the tools, techniques, and backgrounds that have made them successful, all on the quest of raising the bar for custom manufacturing. I'm your host, Jay Jacobs. This episode is sponsored by Paperless Parts, connecting buyers and suppliers of custom manufactured parts. The Paperless Platform is a secure, ITAR-compliant, cloud-based manufacturing system for suppliers that reduces the amount of time spent on sales, estimating, quoting, administration, and order processing. It offers seamless integration with the accounting and ERP software tools that shops already use, such as QuickBooks, E2, and JobBoss. Paperless Parts was founded with a mission to make manufacturing more accessible by streamlining the quote-to-cash process. Spend less time quoting and more time selling. Hello, Job Shop fans. We are here today with Brian Lemoyne of Brian's Machine Shop. Welcome to the Job Shop show, Brian. Thank you very much. How are you today? Great, great. Another cold winter day in New Hampshire. Very. But let's get into it. You've been machining parts for quite a while. How did you get started? I got started in high school. I uh, was looking for a job and found a job posting in uh, at the school high school um, cork board and went and talked to the fellow and started working for him part-time. And yeah. that's how I got started. Did you know anything about machining before you started working there? One of my neighbors had a small machine shop in his cellar that he used to make all kinds of strange things with. And uh, I talked with him and liked to watch him make things. That's kind of got me started. And my father was a diesel mechanic, and I had two choices at the time, and I ended up going into machining. Okay. So you worked for others before you started your own shop? Yes, I did. I, I worked for... Um, I worked for a company that was out of Bow, New Hampshire. They're not, no longer in business because it's been so long, I guess. It was a small family shop with a, an older fellow and his daughter. Mm-hmm. And when I was working there, I went to tech school. And um, he helped me along from there. Helped me, And he actually uh, educated me on how to be in business for myself along yeah. with the tech school stuff. So, How did he do that? Uh, basically his idea was for me to go to tech school and learn the basics. And then he was going to show me how to make money with the basics. And basically that's what he did. Okay. So it worked out pretty good. And when did you start your shop? I started my shop part-time in 1990 and went full-time about two years later when I got laid off from the full-time job that I had at the time. Sure. And, why did you want to start your own shop? And what drove you to be your own boss? Um, I kind of been at the time I was. I wanted to run my own business, and uh, I enjoyed machining, and I knew at the time what you could do with it, and it was a growing industry, and knew I could probably do very well at it, and I was pretty much driven to do it. I just didn't have the finances at the time to do it. I just got married and we had a young son on the way. So um, it was put on hold for quite a few years. So how did you 
get the finances to get the first piece of equipment? Well, I had started part-time while I was working at a bigger factory, um, and I bought from the person, that, that fellow that was in business. He sold me my first milling machine, and uh, I squirreled away the money that I had made on the side with that for a lathe, and sure. uh, that kind of grew from there. Everything I made was reinvested in the shop. Great. So tell me about the shop today. How many employees, where you're located, what you do? Uh, today we have nine employees. Three of them are uh, family members, my wife, my daughter, and my son. And uh, we, we are pretty much a job shop. We take pretty near anything we can get our hands on. Um, we do a lot of uh, prototyping, uh, from prototypes to production runs. And uh, um, we work with anything from plastics all the way up to uh, space-age materials such as tantalum and molybdenum. That's some pretty sophisticated materials. What sort of challenges do you see there? Um, with tantalum and molybdenum, molybdenum being a powdered metal, it's um, it's very difficult to work with. It's more of a cast iron-based tooling, but nobody really makes anything that will stand up to the wear to it. So it's very expensive on tooling. And tantalum, is, it seems to be very gummy material, almost like a, a raw nickel. And mm-hmm. it's very stringy and difficult to make a chip with, and it tends to want to wear and break drills or end mills very readily. How'd you gain the skill set to machine those two materials? Um, basically, when I was in my, my shop, my cellar, I worked for a vacuum furnace company, and they asked me to try it, and um, that's how I got involved with it. Uh, they they needed something done right away, and uh, I so I said, well, I'll give it a shot, and ever since then, I've been doing that kind of work for them. It's not hasn't been as readily available as it used to be, but uh, the work is it's still very profitable to work with. Great. And where are you located? We're located in Concord, New Hampshire now. And you do both milling and turning. Yes, we're we're heavily invested in the milling. Uh, we have two lathes. One of them is a Prototrack lathe, and another is a Hyundai with uh, live tooling. What do you like best, milling or turning? Well, I've been a milling guy for a long time, but I'm kind of starting to go towards turning because it's a new uh, field for me, so it's kind of exciting to learn new things and uh, seeing that you can turn out parts that are almost look like they come off the lathe from, um, excuse me, off the mills from, from a lathe. Sure. And what have you seen over the years? You've been doing this for a while. The upgrades and the improvements that have been made to the machining centers what what what's really made a difference in your world well when i started i know i'm dating myself now but the prototrack was brand new uh, okay. they were they, were, they yeah. were the great greatest thing that the job shop could afford most job shops couldn't afford a cnt machine at the time when prototrack came out a lot of job shops jumped on it because in small shops because they were very affordable. Mm-hmm. So we've gone from 
data entry by pushing buttons to um, being able to use CAM systems to program um, very difficult and challenging parts. And tolerances, have you seen those improve over the year as standard from the machining centers? I've seen tolerances get tighter and tighter on some some areas of um, of industries such as aerospace or um, automotive, but for the most part, our our workloads probably have stayed probably around a half a thou um, on tolerances for the type of work that we do. Yeah, what sort of industries do you get involved with? Uh, we're involved with anything from vacuum furnaces to uh, vacuum furnace companies to um, automotive uh, part makers, I guess is the way to put it. Gotcha. And you're the owner. What's your yep. role? Well, what are some of the different things you do during the day? Well, mostly uh, lately it's been uh, helping program machines and setups to quoting. Uh, the day-to-day financing stuff is my, my wife's area, and my daughter takes care of uh, data entry as far as the office and bills go. Gotcha. And what is your shop really good at? What, why do your customers in particular like like to come back to you and – why they say we want to work with Brian's machine shop versus one of the other shops in the area? Well, they seem to find the family atmosphere um, a a good thing that we're willing to bend over to help them with problems. Uh, If they have a part, say, that's not even something we've made, if we need to repair it for them, we're very willing to help them with that. Or if they have a machine down, we're flexible enough that we can, stop what we're doing and help them get going. So we have that um, attitude that we don't want our customers to be stopped because of um, anything that we do or Mm -hmm. any other problems they might have. If we can help them out in any way, we'll offer our services or even turn them to another shop that we know might be able to help them better. Gotcha. And you had mentioned your son's also involved in the business. I think his name's Ty, correct? Correct. Yep. He is, uh, we're, he is our foreman right now and he's working towards, um, becoming the owner of the shop in a, a few years when we retire. Well, that leads into where do you see your business in 10 years? In 10 years, I would love to see my business in its own building instead of, uh, we, we own condominiums now. I'd like to see it in a standalone building with, um, probably, about 15 to 20 employees and um, a good crew, a good crew that can work together well. And, mm-hmm. uh, let, you know, they don't have to stand over them and supervise. Uh, that's what I would like to see. And will Ty be running the shop at that point, do you think? At that point, hopefully he will. And, uh, and at that point, I intend to be uh, traveling and enjoying myself with my wife out ATVing and uh, out west and staying where it's warm in the winter. Great. And anything you would really like to accomplish before you retire? You know, what would be a game changer for you or I guess uh, hitting a home run for your shop or for you? 
Hitting a home run for my shop would be finding the right uh, group of guys to work together so that they can, we don't have to worry when, or I won't have to worry when we're out of town or away from the business so that yeah. it would be able to sustain itself. Or if one person is missing that things don't uh, fall back on that one person, it's all, everybody can step into everybody's role and do mm-hmm. it well. And you mentioned some technology that you are using. So you're using CAD and CAM software. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, we use uh, CAMWorks for our our CAD CAM system. Um, We've been using that since um, our first machining center. And the reason we've been doing that is we are very um, reliant on support when it comes to buying equipment or software. And at the time, the people from Techsoft uh, or Axis Manufacturing, who was our reseller, were super supportive and always have been with us. And that's why we're staying with them. And CamWorks runs inside of SolidWorks, correct? Correct. So if a customer sends us a SolidWorks drawing, it's uh, great for us because we can edit it and change things right in that SolidWorks uh, platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also can take in other other files like uh, step files or IGES files. We can still change things, but it's a lot easier to work on a SolidWorks. Uh, what percentage do you think uh, SolidWorks files are that come in from your customers? Um, unfortunately, there's not that many. We end up getting a lot of the step files. I, it, I guess there's a lot of companies out there that are using Inventor. Uh, which mm-hmm. is, I, I'm not sure who's owns it now, but I think it's Autodesk. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you'll convert those within SolidWorks and use the geometry tools to manipulate the geometry to get it to the point you can program it? Yes, because um, we ha- obviously have to take into consideration some of the features and things like that that, Sometimes the software wants to make changes that you, you can't control unless you block out a certain part of the part. Mm-hmm. So we, we use that pretty heavily in, in, our, in our system. Great. And getting into some nitty-critty, I noticed on your website you use the Mighty Byte jaws. Why, why those? We've been we've been fortunate. Mighty Bite is not very far away from us, and we have a reseller just down the road. Um, when we've had we had a tough job to hold uh, last year or the year before, and it's been an ongoing job. And we've, we've been working with Mighty Bite. Um, they have engineers right on site. All you got to do is call them up. Mm-hmm. You can send them a solid file for the part that you want to fixture, and they'll actually help you build fixtures for for nothing. When you say help, what does that mean? Well, basically, we taught, discussed how we want to machine the part, or, and they will actually design a fixture and show you what parts to buy and show you how to put them together in a uh, solid uh, solid assembly. So you can import that into your CamWorks software? Yeah, you, they even have their uh, all their clamps online mm-hmm. as solid parts, and you can download the part and build your fixtures right in SolidWorks and um, go right to machining from there. 
That sounds like it saves a lot of time. It does. It does. It saves a lot of time. It'll, there isn't a whole lot of experimenting if you set your tooling right in the cam system. And who do you use for a tooling supplier? Um, we use several uh, several people, but we have two main ones. Uh, industrial Tool out of um, Lowell and um, AT&H right here in uh, Pembroke, which is just five minutes down the road from us. Yeah, and there's a lot of different type of tooling out there. What, what's your preference? What do you like to use and why? We prefer um, the ISCAR and the Mitsubishi tools along with Kenna Metal tools because we get a lot of support from the uh, Mitsubishi and ISCAR people. Mm -hmm. ISCAR's sales rep has moved on to a different place, but he still works for a company that uh, we can get a hold of him and pick his brain if we need to. Uh, the Kenna Metal has... Uh, a distributorship with AT&H and they hired the Kenna metal rep that was in the area for years. And he does an awesome job uh, helping you out with uh, feeds and speeds and other, other tooling that might help with the uh, difficult stuff. Great. So thinking about this, you've been around through some rough patches in the economy yet. 2001, 2009 were some pretty tough times for manufacturing. How'd you get through those? Um, by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> uh, in 2001, <laughs> uh, I almost lost my lost everything I had. I ended up um, working part time at night to keep my business going, and during the day, I worked a full time job driving a uh, a dump truck to keep things uh, food on the table. Mm -hmm. for my family and keep my house going. But uh, I talked to all my customers and uh, worked on a, worked off of a cell phone and a fax back then. Mm -hmm. And um, they, they, my customers understood because they didn't have work anyway. So they would send me things during the day. I would quote it at night and um, work on, work on the jobs that we got from them at the time until things turned around. Uh, 2009, wasn't as bad for us. Um, we seemed to grow in a downturn. I'm not exactly sure if it was anything that I did. I think we just got lucky to have a, the right combination of um, customers at the time, that their industries weren't bothered by the big downturn. Well, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, right? Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So you mentioned fax machine good segue into how has the internet impacted your business? Oh, the internet has impacted it um, tremendously. I think all the machine shops around that now that uh, they get your prints emailed to you, whereas before they would try to fax them and if they had to cut them up in pieces to make them fit through the, through the fax machine, or you actually had to go visit your customer mm -hmm. to get drawings. Uh, and if they were far away, that, that could spend a lot of downtime, especially if you're a one- or two-man shop chasing drawings. Uh, sure. Same thing with material costs now. We just, while we're quoting a job, we just uh, set up an open email and put in the uh, addresses. And once the list is done and what we need, we just hit the button, it's gone. And 
you also are using the paperless parts platform for quoting now? Yes, I am. We just started using that in, I believe, November of last year is when we started using it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's been a real big help to us as far as um, cutting down on time quoting. We're still working with, with the paperless parts people to try to get it tweaked in even more so we, we spend less time having to adjust any of the quotes that are in it. And I understand you put through a pretty substantial quote the other day. How many line items was that? That one was a 54 lines, and we did it the quote in about two days. And as far as I know, talking with the customer, we're the only ones that had gotten in the quote that fast. How long would it have taken you the old way of doing it? Uh, the old way would have probably taken me a good three to four days to get everything together and done it that way. So it's a huge time saver. And it'll be even better once we can uh, get the time, uh, get it get it tweaked into what our time cycles are and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do you like best about it? Um, right now, I kind of like the format of it. We just plug in numbers and um, plug in the plug in the uh, size of the part when you need to, mm-hmm. but mostly it's just a plug and play aspect of it. And the other side of it is I can look at it anywhere I go. And that's one of the features uh, that we were looking for in a system because if we're on the road and my son has questions or problems, we can uh, just log in anywhere we are to it and, and help them out. We actually took a cruise to Mexico Ah. And uh, I was able to log in and check on, uh, just for the heck of it, I tried it and uh, logged in and checked and see what we were, how many quotes he had done while I was gone and, and looked over the quotes that he had worked on from uh, from my nice warm chair and on the deck of the ship. <laughs> that's, that's really a, the way to do business, huh? Well, that's the way we're leaning. We're trying to get, uh, I was a big advocate of not go, going to the cloud or online. Mm-hmm. based things like QuickBook because I, I'm so old school and um, worry about safety and um, you know uh, break-ins or however else you want to talk about the internet. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we did move QuickBooks to, um, which is our bookkeeping system, to the uh, their online uh, work, just like your paperless parts area. And um, that helped with it hopefully will help even more with the in- integration of paperless parts with QuickBooks so that no matter where we are, my wife and I are, we can answer questions to help out with uh, banking or invoicing or whatever needs to be done. Sounds like it makes life easier and saves time. Yes, it does both ways. Great. So, what do you see as your biggest challenge over the next few years? I think the biggest challenge for us over the next few years is probably getting good qualified help. I, I think that's where where the big problem is. I think all the high schools that used to have sh- machine shops and welding shops and automotive shops have mm-hmm. uh, dumped those for four-year colleges, and that's really hurt the industry, um, manufacturing industry, a lot. Well, I think we've got a pretty good insight on your shop. Let's 
turn it and make it a little more personal. What do you like to do for fun, Brian? Um, I got quite an array of things. I, I enjoy the outdoors, so hunting and fishing is a big thing in those seasons. And mm-hmm. this summer, we like to do ATVing, and I am also a call firefighter in our, in our town, as well as my as well as Ty and my daughter Ann. And that's a volunteer fire department. Yeah, it's a call department, so we get paid by the hour for fire calls. But mm-hmm. um, but it was for years and years. It was pretty much a volunteer kind of thing we got paid once a month depending on what was going on and but it, it was it's never really about the money it's more about helping the community sure i guess what i meant by when i said volunteer there's not a permanent fire department it's reliant on people in the community to come together in a time of need correct they we had just hired our first full-time firefighter this year which basically is a one person that we try to he tries to get the truck to the fire or wherever it needs to be so the rest of us can catch up with it great well really enjoy the time we have had here are there any suggestions for how customers can help themselves in working with you uh some of the things would, would be nice to see happen over the over the next few months or six months with paperless parts i'd like to see them start uploading um their purchase orders through the system uh we're working with them on that um but as far as any of that other stuff goes um i'd just like to see more profitable work come into the shop that and hopefully we can get that you are definitely the i guess the uh, epitome of American job shop manufacturing. You you started out, you earned your stripes and you've survived during the tough parts and you're still going strong. So congratulations for your success, Brian. Well, thank you very much. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the job shop show and let's keep American manufacturing great. Take care.